0: Welcome back to the Real Life Theology Podcast, hosted by Renew. This is Chris. Thank you for joining us again today. We have another great episode for you now. In this episode, Reese Neeland talks about the forgotten God. He describes how the Holy Spirit oftentimes in certain Christian circles can really kind of be left out, not talked about as much as Jesus uh, the Father God, and so he really describes how should we be looking at the Holy Spirit. How should we be engaging with the Holy Spirit as Christians today? What does that look like? Let's go ahead and check out what he has to say now.
1: So, to begin our message, I want to ask you a question to consider. I think that's going to help us. How do you feel, or how does it feel to be ignored? I think if you really want to hurt somebody. The most hurtful thing or painful thing you do is not just yell at them or scream at them or be mean to them, but just ignore them. Just act like they don't exist. So I sort of learned this. I played basketball in college a long time ago. And of course, uh, we'd go play a road game and the visiting team would be yelling at the players and screaming during the free throws and all that. And so what you learn is you just learn to ignore people. And then that frustrates them even more. Uh, I carried that over when I moved to Los Angeles, I don't know if you know, but there's a lot of traffic, a lot of uh, difficulties getting around on the freeways there, and it seemed like I was always doing something to irritate the other drivers, and I, of course, didn't know what I was doing, but, you know, all of a sudden, you know, somebody pull up really close behind me, and they're honking their horn, and then they pull around, they pull beside me, and they're waving their arms and fingers are flying and they're mouthing words that I don't want to know what they really said and but I figured out the best way to deal with that is just ignore them just act like you don't see them go on your way that really frustrates them of course uh, if you're on the other side of that being ignored it's it's very unpleasant uh, we had a situation in our family with three boys and uh, they're all grown out of the home now, but when we were growing up, we'd have family dinner together, of course, and it was really pretty lively. Usually, a lot of talking going on. There was one particular one of our sons was a little quieter, and this particular night, he didn't say much at all at dinner, and so I sort of noticed that and said, uh, "Hey, I noticed you weren't saying anything or weren't sharing." And you know, he said, "Well, you know, the truth is, I don't think." Anybody here really cares what I think or what's going on in my life. And that was a tough moment for us as parents. You know, we, Mary Kay and I tried to address that and repent and change. The whole family did because he wasn't feeling like he was important. He was feeling ignored. And so anyway, I think that's uh, something we can relate to. So today's lesson is going to help us. Our lesson Today's lesson is on the Holy Spirit. And uh, you may know that God has always been three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And those are just different ways that he presents himself to us. And I think we're most of us are a lot more comfortable with the Father and the Son, and maybe not so much with the Holy Spirit. And so I think what I'm asking the question for us to consider is, I wonder if the Holy Spirit feels ignored. I wonder if the Holy Spirit feels we're not even trying to get to know him or to recognize him or be close to him. A good place to start, I think, is in John chapter 14. The Bible, uh, the Holy Spirit has always been very obvious in the Bible. And one of the great places that we see this is in John chapter 14. And just to sort of set it up for you, Jesus has come. Jesus, around the age of 30, started his public ministry. He's been with, he raised up some disciples, some followers. He was training them. He was going to prepare them for them to go on. That was about a three year. And now we're getting to the time where Jesus is going to go to the cross. He's going to die on the cross, be resurrected, ascend to heaven. And these guys that Jesus has been training are going to be left all alone. And so you can understand, they are very anxious. And I think it would be easy for us to believe that we would feel the same way, wouldn't we? If this time had come, Jesus had tried to tell them about it. Jesus had tried to warn them. And now the time is here and he's going. And they're like, what do we do? And you see that in John chapter 14. But then the way that Jesus would encourage them. And I believe also the way that Jesus would encourage us is in John chapter 14. We'll start reading in verse 15. And as we read through here, he's gonna talk a lot about the Holy Spirit. And I want you to notice what the Holy Spirit was going to do for them and what the Holy Spirit wants to do for us today. I'll just go ahead and give you the title of the lesson today is The Forgotten God, because I think We frequently don't emphasize the Holy Spirit as we should, but the main point of the lesson today is simply this: the Holy Spirit is here for us today, and so we want to learn here. Let's read in John chapter fourteen, verse fifteen. Jesus is speaking, and he's speaking to the the twelve, the disciples. Those we call the apostles, his followers. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the father and he will give you another counselor, capital C, to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And who loves? He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him skip down to verse 26 all this i have spoken while i was still with you but the counselor again capital c the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything i have said to you so let's stop there i mentioned how Obvious, the Holy Spirit really is in the Bible. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but the very first verse of the Bible, Genesis chapter one, verse one mentions the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the Father and the Son are only mentioned a few times. The Holy Spirit is specifically mentioned over 75 times in the Old Testament. I think as well in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is very prominent. And if you're part of our fellowship, then you know that we think this word disciple is very important. And we talk about how a disciple or a follower of Jesus, that word disciple is used over 250 times in the New Testament. Did you know that the Holy Spirit is mentioned even more than the word disciple is in the New Testament? But uh, many of us are uncomfortable with the Holy Spirit. And for me, it was been an uncomfortable thing growing up uh, well, I grew up, the, the Bible that we used was the King James Version. So he was known as the Holy Ghost. And so that was a little confusing, right? Because he's supposed to be holy, at the same time, he's a ghost. That seems a little contradictory. And then also growing up, uh, the church, the Holy Spirit wasn't highlighted in the church that I grew up in. And, but we heard stories some of them strange stories about these churches that were so-called spirit filled and spirit led and things were going on there that were really kind of scary to us. And so we sort of pulled back from that. And so as a result for me and maybe others of you as well, we sort of felt like the father, yes, the son, yes, the Holy Spirit, he used to be here, but he's kind of like Elvis now, he's left the building. And so there's not really any present Holy Spirit, maybe we felt. And uh, being a part of this fellowship even, of course we have a more advanced view of the Holy Spirit than that. We understand the Holy Spirit, not just inspired the scriptures, but that he lives in us and that he empowers us, he indwells us, and he is able to help us to overcome sin, help us to be more like Jesus, we understand that. But even in our fellowship, if I'm to be honest with you, and I've been a part of the fellowship for a long time, it seems that uh, we're often more interested in what the Holy Spirit doesn't do than what the Holy Spirit does. And really honestly, I've been I've been a big part of the problem as one of the preachers and leaders in this church for decades now. I mean, honestly, when I look until recently when I look back, I could not remember preaching any sermons really on the Holy Spirit unless they just were talking about the indwelling Holy Spirit, and and that's sort of where we left it. But perhaps there's a lot more. Uh, Perhaps we, even in our fellowship here, need a culture change. You know, what happened to me uh, about a year ago, I started reading, I read seven different books on the Holy Spirit, and I started a series of lessons on the Holy Spirit, and I found out For me, personally, there was a lot more to be able to learn. And so as we went through John 14 and read there, I hope you took note of what the Holy Spirit is here to do for us today. And before I go back and list some of those things, the astounding thing that Jesus said here was, because they're so worried about him leaving, he's physically no longer going to be present. But Jesus actually says to them, you are better off if I am no longer physically present, because once that happens, I'm able to send the Holy Spirit. And we see that happening in Acts chapter two, and the Holy Spirit fell on them, and the Holy Spirit in a sense immersed the whole world. And the Holy Spirit became available. He is God on earth. The Father is in heaven. The Son is died, resurrected, ascended, sitting at the right hand of the Father. God with us, God's presence here today is the Holy Spirit. And He doesn't just live in us, but He is all around us. And He works powerfully in our lives and He walks with us every day and He leads us if we'll let Him. And so some of the things that are mentioned here by Jesus, and these are just a few of the things the Holy Spirit does today, is he talks about, not only is he with us, but he talks about how the Holy Spirit can show us Jesus. He wants to show us Jesus more clearly. The Holy Spirit is a counselor. I value counseling. I love professional counselors. People I can go to that are trained that can help me to you know see things straight and help me to know the way to go. But Jesus says, I am the Holy Spirit is going to be your counselor. Isn't that great to know we all have our own personal counselor and he's available for more than just once a week and for more than just an hour at a time. And he doesn't cost anything. The Holy Spirit, free gift from the Lord. So anyway, the Holy Spirit also is a companion. And as I mentioned earlier, he goes with us. He's always there. And we need to learn how to sense that and understand that and embrace that, that we're never alone. Even if there are no other human beings present, the Holy Spirit is going with us as a companion. And then right at the end, the last couple of verses that I read there, I believe it was verse 25 and 26, talks about the Holy Spirit teaches us. I'm sure you understand this. We don't know all we need to know. We don't know all we need to know about the Bible. We don't know all we need to know about life. We frequently don't know what we don't know. But the Holy Spirit is a teacher. And if we're listening and if we're paying attention, he's always wanting to teach us new things. And then he also says the Holy Spirit reminds us. That's great because as we get a little older, let's be honest, we don't have the memory that we used to and we don't remember things. And the Holy Spirit reminds us, perhaps you've experienced that. There been many, many times when I've been in conversations and many times when I'm sharing my faith or many times when I'm meeting with another brother or sister or even preaching, when things will pop into my head that I don't know where they came from, and I didn't know how they presented themselves to me, but I believe the Holy Spirit was prompting me and reminding me, and I would think of a scripture, I would think of something to say, and it made all the difference. And so I think this is something I hope that we can can really grow in. You know, it's interesting. We need to learn how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And uh, don't you believe that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you? I know I do. I have never heard a his audible voice, but I have heard the voice of the Holy Spirit with my spiritual ears. Many times he has helped me and protected me and guided me and used me if I'm just paying attention. And we need to learn how to listen, don't we? You know, there was a story that I remember growing up, my younger brother, Blake, and uh, he's a part of our fellowship. He lives up in Atlanta with his wife, Leanne. But uh, Blake was much younger then. He was like five or six years old. And I think that uh, it's time to come in for dinner. And we had a big yard there in rural East Tennessee. And my mom would call out and she called Blake to come in. It's time to come for dinner. And so she called him once and he didn't come. She called him a second time and he didn't come. And then finally, the third time, uh, he came in. And so my mother was a little upset with him and said, Blake, you know, why didn't you come when you when I called you? And he says, Well, the first two times you called me, I didn't hear you. And of course, he uh he was only five or six. He's learned better than that since then. But that gave him away, and that's sort of sometimes where we are. It's not that we don't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, it's that we act like we don't or we wish we wouldn't because frequently, let's be honest, the Holy Spirit is a tremendous blessing, but frequently what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do is something that we were not expecting and often something that makes us uncomfortable. And anything that's new makes us a little uncomfortable. And I'm concerned because I think even in our fellowship, we've sort of got our ways of doing things. And for many of us, maybe like me, been decades a part of this church, and we do things the same way, and we've done in the same way for so many years. And we somehow, some of those things are, they're based on biblical principles, but they're not actually things that are mentioned in the Bible. Anyway, I just think we've got to be, you know, we want to see things be new and exciting and powerful in our day. And I think that if you're not open to the Holy Spirit leading us to do some things that are different, then how do we expect necessarily to get different results? You know, that's supposedly the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And so sometimes we get trapped And sometimes I believe the Holy Spirit always has a plan. He has a plan for our church. He has a plan for your life. And it may not be like the plan that's been there in the past or what you've done before or what we've done before as a church community. But let's be open to listening to what the Holy Spirit has to say. Let me remind you, if you are a Christian and if you become a Christian, you've had a conversion experience. Your conversion is a, miracle of the Holy Spirit. And if you doubt how the Holy Spirit works today, and if you just just think back, if you have been converted to Jesus about your own conversion, and it's really a miracle. I mean, the Holy Spirit was working in your life, and he was putting you in just the right place, and the right circumstances were going on, and they may have been difficult circumstances, and they may have been Pleasant circumstances, but he put you in a place where somebody could share their faith with you and you were ready to hear it. And you came to church or you studied the Bible and you opened it. And for some reason, you'd heard about Jesus before. You'd maybe read the Bible and maybe you've been to church. But for now, at this point in time, something started to burn within you. you st- something started to move and you didn't even know where it came from. You couldn't even necessarily explain it. But all of us are example of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I'll tell you the story about Jim Mackey here in the church who was so instrumental in helping me to make my decision to follow Jesus so many years ago when I was a student at the University of Florida. But Jim was being used by the Holy Spirit. And you've got your own story. We need to learn how to share our stories of the Holy Spirit with each other. Share our conversion stories and how the Holy Spirit worked. And not only that, share what the Holy Spirit's doing in your life today, because he still wants to work in your life. What if, I have a dream, I have a dream. What if we became a church where we learned more about the Holy Spirit, where we began to recognize his work in our lives, where we began to experience the Holy Spirit more, where we could hear his voice, what if we became disciples, followers of Jesus who learned and heard and experienced more of the Holy Spirit? You know, a few practical suggestions I have for you is when you have, and hopefully you have a habit of spending some time, personal time with God every day, maybe it's in the morning, maybe it's later, but when you spend that time with God, bring the Holy Spirit into your Quiet time, if you want to call it that. Bring the Holy Spirit in and ask the Holy Spirit to show you what you need to see in his word that day. And ask the Holy Spirit to show you what you need to do in your life and the decisions that you need to make. And then take the Holy Spirit with you as you go out your front door and you begin your day and you go to do errands or you go to work or whatever you're doing. Be conscious of the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what to do and what to say, not just once a day, but all day long. He's there, he's a companion. He's a counselor, he's there for you. Let me just sum it up by saying this. If you miss the Holy Spirit, you will miss God. I'm not saying you'll miss all of God. But if you just limit yourself to the Father and to the Son, Jesus, you're going to miss out on a lot of what God is really about and what our Christian experience is supposed to be about. And I think that I missed him for many, many years. You know, it's exciting when you start uh, paying attention to the Holy Spirit. You know, one year ago, I think back to one year ago, I never expected... To be an evangelist for hope worldwide, and I never expected to be living in St. Augustine, Florida, and I never expected to be a part of the Jacksonville Church. Yet here I am. And I think it's fantastic, and I think God has already worked, and the Holy Spirit is moving, and I can't wait to see what else He wants to do. But we've got to be open to new things. You know, some of us we're a little bored and frustrated with our Christian life, if we're honest. We feel like I'm doing all the things I know, know to do. I'm doing them as well as I've ever done them, but I'm getting less results than ever before. Maybe it's because the Holy Spirit wants to do something different with you today than what he has done with you in the past.
0: Well, thank you again for joining us here at Renew. Just a reminder, we have our Renew National Gathering on April 25th and 26th in Indianapolis. We're getting really excited about it. We just had a regional gathering in Atlanta, our first one over this past weekend. It went really well. So we're just excited about what God is doing in our network and really just looking forward to seeing the Lord move and the Holy Spirit move in this. So make sure to go on to Renew.org, grab your tickets before the prices change, and we'll see you there.